Uh, right now, though, we're going to have a discussion about um, Bill 21, and there are so many different angles to Bill 21. That's the Red Tape Reduction Act being brought in by the UCP government. Um, it, it, it touches on, I think, if I remember correctly, nine different ministries will see changes to some of the things under their purview uh, with this bill, and that also um, you know, means changes to the way things are done, and that includes uh, some changes that are being done with the way public lands are managed in the province. That ministry is being affected by this, and it's causing some concern for people who are involved with public lands and what this change may mean. So we're going to chat right now with Chris Smith, who is a conservation analyst with CPAWS in northern Alberta. Um, Chris, i got so many people on the line here. You're making it hard. Uh, Chris, hi, you're on the air. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, okay, so first of all, let's just walk through what concerns you about this bill. It's basically a change to, it, it's supposed to make things easier, more streamlined, more efficient. What are you seeing in the proposed changes here that has you concerned? Uh, so essentially um, what the changes boil down to are that they would allow for the ministry to develop and publish legally enforceable standards, directors, practices, codes, etc., uh, through incorporating them by reference into regulation. Um so basically what that would mean is that any um, standard or guideline, the minister would be able to basically uh, apply it as a regulation without going through the normal like uh, regulation template and, and development in that sense. Um, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep on. Um, so part of our concern is that there's a great deal, uh, a lack of clarity around how this provision will be used. Um so one of it is why the, the Alberta government feels they need this provision, this incorporation by reference, um, and why it needs to be so uh, broad, um, as these are usually much more specific when in the regulations. In terms of what is actually changing, according to the minister, in response to some of the questions that he received about this, it's basically, we're just trying to make things more efficient in the way we operate. The example that he gave, and I'm sure you've seen this, is, you know, if if you're talking about you need to change a sign in an area or something as minor as that, um, he's going to empower the local people to go ahead and do something like this so that they don't have to go back to the ministry every single time to make minor, he's characterizing it as relatively small, simple decisions that just make sense, not big sweeping changes. So, I mean, he's not wrong. It does allow for small, simple changes, but it also allows for a a wide range of other things as well. Um, And this is where our concern comes in. Um, So because this new provision um, allows for such a broad catch-all of elements that are manage our parks and protected areas to be incorporated by reference into it. It means we could have a uh, very different rules for certain activities mm-hmm. um, within, within the same type of protected area or park. Um, and if these decisions are being made at the local level um, and on a piecemeal basis, then it raises concerns that they could, this could slowly chip away at some of the um, either prohibited activities or restrictions um, or uh, business development that is currently allowed within our different types of uh, parks and protected areas. 
Okay. Uh, it sounds like there's some agreement that, you know what, some of these decisions could be made easier. There could be some changes that would make good sense. How do we do this in a way that everybody gets what they want out of it? You know, like the minister says, we can streamline things. We can make it more efficient. seems like you say there's, okay, there's a case to be made there, but not this way. What would you like to see done? So while this proposed discretionary powers and flexibilities could help improve the nimbleness of decision-making within environment and parks, um, they have a uh, high capacity to be abused or misused. Um, Nominally, I would argue that legislation should generally be restrictive and only provide the extent of the legislative powers needed for government for them to be able to accomplish the stated goals or address the problems they're trying to address. Uh, We shouldn't have to cross our fingers that the government of the day will use these broad powers in their intended way or have to hound our politicians when they don't, uh, such as what happened with the government's optimizing Alberta Parks plan back in 2020. Um, So, Ultimately, we're concerned that the the implementation of these changes could be used to diminish individual park protections Mm -hmm. when they become inconvenient or a barrier to a business or recreation group at the local level. Um, With the current lack of trust and accountability and transparency regarding the park management over the last few years, the government's drive to remove red tape and streamline these operations without the appropriate transparency and accountability to the public does risk undermining the credibility of the ministry's initiatives, regardless of how well-intentioned they are. Basically, they just need to be very upfront and honest with this is why we're introducing it. This is the problem it fixes uh, and why it has to be this broad. And this is how it will improve parks management in a very concise way without right. this broad flowery language of it'll make things more efficient. Yeah, so a little because, more clarity before we get to the third and final reading of this. Well, I mean, our parks are, it takes decades to establish some of these areas. And we don't want to see them nickel and dimed because of what might be a well-intentioned provision uh, basically misused um, over time by allowing new or potentially uh, not ideal activities happening within some of these strictly protected areas that we have. I mean, this is the legislation we have that protects uh, is the strongest legislation we have to protect the land in Alberta where it needs to be. So, I mean, it, it, it should be approached very cautiously yeah. and very uh, transparently with the public of how they're doing it. Yeah, I think most people would agree with you on that. Uh, Chris, thank you for the update and, and raising some of those questions. We appreciate it, and we'll check in as this goes along. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Chris. Uh, that is Chris Smith, who is a conservation analyst with CPAWS in northern Alberta. And now, uh, just it's Bill 21, which is a huge bill. And like I say, it affects a number of different ministries. Passed first reading last month. Um, it's not law yet, but, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes. But one of the ministries affected here is this one. 